you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. We would like to welcome everyone to the Friend Zone. Welcome once. You're welcome once. You're welcome twice. You're welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Friend Zone, everybody. Your weekly go-to source for all things mental health and hygiene. Because Damn, I want this song. In I'm going to interrupt you. No. Wants a musty nope. brain. Because you didn't do that. No. no, you didn't drum roll either. Wants a musty brain. <laughs> Who in the hell was a musty hell. brain? Friends on I'm back and we brain. doing it again. Who? Yeah, hit him the with the freestyle Wants so you can come like a snowball. Who? Yeah, no throw up. In the yeah, hell. no foul. Wants we gonna get you together. Get a towel. Who? Wipe the dirt off. In the get it off your shoulders. I Don't give a fuck. So we gonna do it more. So hey, friend, what you doing over there? You laughing at me? You doing it again? Listen on the beat. Elisante on the mic. We doing this thing and we doing it right. <laughs> and that's Welcome original. to the friend zone. That's right. that's For the umpteenth time, that's motherfuckers. Right, that's, right. that's right. That's why I said umpteenth. Because you know sometimes you or the umpteenth. I did remember because last time was seven <laughs> twice. Oh, right. I, I remember it was seven <laughs> twice. Like, um, they be playing me. They always play that me. You don't text back. <laughs> right. You don't. I don't. You don't. I'm glad we saying this on the air so everybody that knows us about me when they listen, was, they can was, be like, Asante was well, showing me some text and I was like, Asante, this person's <laughs> been talking to themselves for weeks. It was like a monologue. <laughs> she said she's, nothing. She said she was like, and then it was he like turns, a copy of their journal. <laughs> then he Just turns entries. to me he was like yeah that is crazy I'm like that's awful it was like 20 texts in a row with one color just horrible just gray look I don't I I be busy I'm sorry Mm. I ain't texting them shit worst friend ever I I ain't I ain't texting them shit (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the friend zone yes now my friend got one in I hope you all take shots when we say that every episode (laughs) All right, welcome to the friend zone everybody (laughs) (laughs) we are all really giddy and I'm having a great great day yeah I have been delivered through jury duty. Yes. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say that much. So I'm only going to say that much. Mm-hmm. I've made it through. Grand um, opening, grand closing. Okay. <laughs> Case is closed. You can put your gavel down. Leave it alone. It's out. Yeah. We all know the torture of that. Man. Dismissed. Like that show that used to come on MTV. <laughs> Wait, remember what? Dismissed? I do remember yeah. which, which one was that? What how did, what was it about? How what was the premise? You know, of it? dating and and you they got sent home at certain stages, like people off the date. Um, it was good. I, I'm sure I've seen it. Oh, and then in court, the one of the lawyers was trying to make a an analogy of a 
what's the show where they get I'm married and they don't know each other? Oh, um, um, I know exactly. It comes on A and E, I believe. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. So what the you're lawyer talking was about. trying to make an analogy. What, the, what in the hell is the of name of that us. show? I've never seen it. Oh, so there's married at first sight. Married at first sight. Yes. What? Two two sh- complete strangers get married and then they just have to trust that it's going to work or something. What kind of sh- wow. so anyway. the, so the lawyer was talking about some damn like like married at first sight. We need your unbridled and the judge interrupts him he's like this court is not like married at first sight I can guarantee you and I'm like damn he is just ethering him like granted that was stupid cut it out man this shit was crazy (laughs) but I'm just glad I ain't got to do it no more for four to six years yeah you know (laughs) don't put my name back out that box I feel guilty for all the cases I dodged because then you'd see (laughs) you see all the things happening now and we always complain about the jury (laughs) but then we're the ones dodging the cases we should be ashamed of ourselves i did my duty though that's right so i'm good for like another i'm not doing it i don't believe them i don't (laughs) believe that they care about what i have to say in my opinions and now it was showing every time i was trying to talk and that man told me he's like he runs the show i was like see white man throwing around his power (laughs) exactly what i'm talking about you should have been like is that why you look so tired (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to contempt of court now there's only so much i can say So, so let's get through? into this topic for today. What the topic? Is? So I came in and I was telling the guys that uh, my mom came over yesterday and basically said to me that she was moving back to the Dominican Republic. She didn't have like a set date or anything, but I think mm-hmm. it was just her way of testing the waters mm-hmm. and letting me know that this was the next chapter of her life. Now, mind you. It's just me and her, you know, single parent household. Um, well, at least I should say I grew up in a single parent household. And so when she said it, it was that that like sudden death feeling, mm-hmm. you know, like I wanted to cry and it just it felt so scary. But then I had to catch myself because it was like my mom is her own person. You know, and we yes. talked about this in the parent episode. I think it's family matters. Yeah. You know, we forget to humanize our parents and they have their own goals and their own things that they want to accomplish. And a lot of times they sacrifice it mm-hmm. for the to, to make sure that we're comfortable to make sure that our lives are better than theirs. You know, so I was actually happy that she felt ballsy enough to just because I know it was hard for her too to say that. You know, I'm sure she thought it over and over and over for probably years and for her to say it to me, I could kind of see the tension like in her face. And so I made sure not to cry because I want her to know that this is like a great decision. And I love that she's just kind of taking her, you know, her life by the horns and going with it. And for once putting herself first. But I was mortified when she left. <laughs> I cried. <laughs> oh, friend. I really did because it was just that feeling of like, oh, my God, like. I cannot imagine not being able to just jump on the train. You know, you go to your mom's house. Have direct yeah. access that to your mom. That smell that your mom has. You know, it's, yeah. like it's that home smell. And then there's always food. And she yeah. knows what you <laughs> like to eat. And then the conversation and that safety. And knowing that no matter what's happening in the world, that's like the one person yeah. in my world that I know has my back unconditionally. No matter if I'm fucking up, if I'm doing amazing She's always just keeps me centered. So to think that that's oh, that feeling. Oh. Yeah, no, don't make me cry. <laughs> that that is, you know, that she's leaving to another country. It's just like it's it's mortifying. And I thought of you guys because you guys don't live in the same states as your parents anymore. So I Mm-mm. thought 
this is a good conversation to have. Just there's so many layers and dynamics to it. Just the, you know, the first one being when you are that single parent kid, um, have you made any sacrifices in fear of leaving your parents alone? Or You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. a lot of people have done that because you worry so much about them. Um, also, the sacrifices the parents have made. And like we said, like I said earlier, not maybe following their paths and dreams and goals because they're so concerned about ours. You know, and I just I'm curious to hear your stories of how you guys pulled it off. Like, how did you guys decide that day? Like, I'm moving to another state that well, my friend, parents are not in. Friend, before we get started, I mean, you're going to be I mean, you're already such a bad bitch. Next year, you'll just be able to hop on the PJ whenever you right. want to see your mom. Right. So, PJ. That's what she said. It ain't going to be nothing. That's what my mom said. She was like, hopefully our lives will change and you can just come and go as you yeah. please. You know? yeah. And honestly, um. What that, if you went publish this clearinghouse? Oh my god! <laughs> Can you Yo, I'm never, never going to do check. nothing ever again in my life if I ever win that. <laughs> I'm gonna just be gone. Y'all be like, "What is he even doing? Like just spending money and traveling just and, and have a reality show showing me doing that shit and make money back off the reality show." <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, you know what resonates with me a lot is uh, when I left Atlanta. I still think about when I was in the airport with my mom. And oh, my God. Please I think about tell like us how that so I can feel I, w- I remember being so sad, and I remember thinking, like, am I making a mistake? Because I wasn't even scared of coming to New York. I was scared of leaving my mom. Right. Like, I wasn't even terrified at the thought of going to this completely new city where I, you know, didn't really know anybody and having to just start from scratch. The only thing I could think of is, like, I'm being so selfish right now by just up and leaving my mother who, you know, sacrificed so much. Everything. Like, I can't just stay here in this city. But at the same time, I also felt like I had to be in a place where I could grow on my own and, and grow my own legs and know, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, like you said, um, out of a single parent home for my mom and her being the only person I really know, it was so hard. But then, because, um, you know, you worry. You think she's by herself. Um, me and my sister both moved out. So what is she going to do when I move to a different city? Right. Like, she can't bother me on the weekends. We're not grocery shopping. And eventually, like, she started doing okay. Like, she started hanging out more with her friends at work. Randomly, my dad comes back in the picture. They get married. Mm. So it was just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> wow. Like, the, the universe really moved. And not to say it took me leaving for her to get her blessings. Because, you know, well, yeah, I'm, but I'm, I'm a, a son. But, <laughs> no, but in a way, yeah. Like, yeah. sometimes they depend so much on our growth that they put their growth aside. I, absolutely. And so, like, it kind of, me and my mom look at each other now. Like, you know, she sees that I've been in New York doing so good. It's kind of like, I'm glad that I didn't hold you back. Well, not to say that she even would have held me back. Because my mom's the type of person, she just... I don't know. I still remember, like, arguing as a child, like a, a very, very small child just lying about bullshit and stuff like that. But, like, my mom has always supported me. Like, there's just never been that one person in my corner the way my mom has been. And, right. like, that's how it should be. So to the thought of leaving that person was just tearing me up. I was like, I'm my mama's boy, but then I'm turning my back. But it was like, it's New York. And eventually I got so distracted by that. It's hard for me to get on the phone and be on the phone with my mom and dad. So now I feel like a bad son because I don't talk to them often enough, but it at least they're doing great. You know what I'm saying? Right. So your mom leaving doesn't mean that she's leaving you. It just means that it's going to be a new chapter for some new things for the both of y'all. No, yeah, I mean, I'm like fighting back tears right now. I'm I'm excited for her. Yeah, so there's a, you know, there's a part of me that 
is happy for her, like I said, because I know that she's getting older. Uh, New York is already hard as it is. You know, it's hard for me to navigate sometimes. So I can only imagine her having been here since she was 17. It's time to, yeah. you know, to experience, uh, to basically be able to sit back. You know, I'm working hard now. I'm, I'm trying to be the workhorse so that she doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, I'm not there yet, but, you know, by the grace of God, I'm pushing and I, I want to be able to give her the life that she more than deserves. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I picture her in like a little house in DR, hopefully like <laughs> beaches nearby. <laughs> right. Yeah, yes. of course. You know, and, and I want her to just kick back. And that is the only thing that brings me peace, you know, knowing that she deserves it and knowing that it's coming and that I will be able to provide that life for her. Yes. Um, but, you know, me being the child, it's still um, bittersweet because it's just that feeling like I can't even imagine when it happens and, you know, going to the airport, like I'm probably going to be a wreck. Yeah. You know, I already know it. Um, and we'll the both come of with us. you. Right. <laughs> the friends. Yes. Zone. Oh, we we'll should have like a you. whole big like seafood send off. <laughs> we can call it the seafood send off. The seafood send off. You know, so I know that that's going to be, that's going to be a really interesting chapter of life for me. And I had told Asante, which is why this is like mind blowing. I had told him um, a couple weeks ago yeah. how like all of my friends um, have left, you know, like literally my three closest friends all relocated to LA and then I literally said word for word all I need to hear is my mom tell me she's leaving and that's it it's gonna be such a wrap for me oh, and then now friend. it happens so I'm like oh my god I'm okay. telling you but you know like Asante was like well maybe God's preparing you for something really you. big I'm by like you. having you be so alone you know I'm and telling you he's making insulated. room for something for you friend like right. you, like you just have to know that like there's no way that he's just gonna leave you out there by yourself yeah. unless he's giving you the room to grow like right. he, like absolutely 100,000% yeah so that yeah I'm, I'm trying to maintain that perspective because I think it's a perspective that we all know you know like you know in your heart when you're going through your trials and tribulations or things are, are seem like they're harder to deal with, you also know that that is some, like we said the other day, it's a promotion. That means it's something that that God is trying to break through yeah. to you so mm. deeply just mm -hmm. because he knows that you need to have a certain level of strength to even handle the next move, yep. you know? So I'm, because it's such a heavy hit, I'm yeah. just like, okay, I'm ready. It must be something powerful, you know, and I'm happy for my mom. But, Dustin, I'm curious to hear, like, the day you decided, like, I am leaving, I'm going to New York, how did that feel? And even the day you actually left, like, leaving your parents, what did that feel like? I love my parents to death, right? Like, love them. But at that time, they were getting on my nerves. And so, and so, <laughs> Real. And so it made it a little bit easier to hit the gas, you know what I mean? But um, no, I just, you know, friend, I've decided to kind of live life on my own terms. And so that sense of separation um, started earlier for me because it was more of an emotional separation, right? right? There was a sort of dependency that I had to wean myself of in order to be able to stand on my own feet, you know, in truth. And so it gave me a certain strength and a, and a, a certain type of, like, resiliency, I guess, when it comes to my parents. And um, I've learned to create um, an emotional space that's healthy with them for myself so I don't have unrealistic expectations of them. 
You know what I mean? It's powerful. And I'm very, yeah, I'm very appreciative of what I do get from them. So my my circumstances were a little bit different. You know, it wasn't like um, it wasn't like I was really losing. Um, and plus, I at the time when I moved here, I was already living about seventy miles away from my parents anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, so the distance was, it was already distance was already a factor, right. much more manageable than it is now. But right. it was still a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did. I have to say though, I did feel as if I was abandoning something. Right. I, I felt like this was all I really knew. This is where I had lived. You know, I had lived elsewhere, but in that general region was where I had spent the majority of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so leaving that and leaving those systems and, and social social systems and cultures and, and behavioral patterns, leaving all that behind and starting fresh, I felt really naked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to find a way to make myself feel covered and comfortable again. And I just, I knew that I had to. I guess the the, the fact that I knew there was an obligation there for me to make it, motivated me to do just that right and so when you go through this transition friend there's a couple of things that you need to keep in the forefront of your thoughts right your mother she was heavily involved in your development and in your success you've spoken previously of how important it was to her that you have a a college education you know and you even fulfilled that do just in partially to satisfy your mom you knew that that was a source of pride for her you know, being here, first generation, all those things. And so for your mom to now say, you know what, it's it's okay for me to leave. I feel comfortable enough to leave. That's her paying you the highest compliment that a parent could pay their child. She's proud of you. <laughs> she's Justin proud got of me you. Tearing. She is. She's she is. proud of you, friend. <clears throat> and she she feels satisfied and proud of herself for the work that she did in making you the beautiful person that you are. And so when you look at it like that, it'll make you feel happier than when you than when you focus on the detachment, when you focus on the loss of, of immediate access, you know, all those things that give you anxiety about your mom going that far away. Right. Yeah. But you also have to think about what place your mom must be at in life to want that freedom, to free herself of the burden of forced residency. You know what <laughs> right? I mean? Like, yeah. like, damn it, she don't have to be here anymore. Her work here is is done. Mm-hmm. She feels like you can self-sustain. Right. Yeah. And I don't mean financially. You know what I mean? She's confident in your decision-making. She doesn't yep. feel like she has to be immediately hands-on with you anymore. Right. And that means, friend, that you have satisfied every desire she had for you. You're independent. You're an independent <laughs> thinker. You know what I mean? You've decided to live life on your own terms, and she respects you for that. So take pride in all of that. Take pride in your mom leaving, and also take control in every element of her move. Since she wanted to tell you beforehand, <laughs> then now she got to deal with what you have to say about it. <laughs> so you pick the, the neighborhood, you pick the house, you know, you pick where her little grocery store and shit she going to be around. You know, yeah. all the things that she'll need, you know, so you can kind of know her routine and stuff so that you feel more confident in her being away. Right. You, you feel content and, and you feel like she's safe. Right. So get as nosy as you can. <laughs> and when you get ready to buy her that house that you want to buy her, Make sure you get her mod- really modern furniture so she feels young when she's at home. Modern furniture makes older people feel youthful. That's cute. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that's actually really powerful advice. You know, I like I was telling the guys earlier, you know, most parents measure uh, your level of success or the fact that you are stable or whatever by you being married and having kids. Like, mm-hmm. usually that's 
you know, the American yeah. way or whatever. Not even American. That's just <clears throat> worldwide. But my mom knows I've, I've never been interested in marriage. Right. and Kids has never really been um, a thing for me. I've always said if I have a kid, you know, it's I want to base that on inspiration, not a, a clock or a schedule. Right. If it happens, it happens. If not, that's cool, too. Right. You know, everything I do in my life has to be a feeling yes. for me, you know, so I haven't had that yet. And that's OK. Um so she doesn't have those measures, you know. So in a way, like you said, it, it is the highest compliment because even without those quote unquote measures, she knows that I'm okay. She's satisfied. Yeah, and she knows that like I, I've worked hard to get to where I am. And I don't even mean that in the financial sense, but just yeah, in the just, emotional sense yes. of like being able to rationalize what my entire yeah. life has been. And now she sees how I deal with problems and she can tell that, you know, my mind is has really developed in a way that I guess she feels safe, you know, distancing herself from in, in yeah. a healthy way. I should she say. wouldn't she wouldn't even consider leaving if she thought that she couldn't <clears throat> leave you by yourself, you know? Yeah. And like she I mean, I think more than anything, like that's why we sometimes do hold ourselves back because we don't give people enough credit. But in this situation, She's giving you more than enough credit. So you like you have to remember to give her credit. Like yeah, I said, you know, how she know, came here when she was young. Yeah, so. and I actually think that's pretty powerful because she's way more powerful than I am in that sense. Because I know, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can, uh, res- this will resonate with you, especially if you are a single child with a single parent. Um, a lot of the times you'll sacrifice your own decisions for the sake of your parents. Like I've mm-hmm. been wanting to move to L.A. for the longest. Yeah. Um, not just because all my friends are there, but I've always just had a thing for L.A. It's yeah. so laid back. And I love the fact that you have the city feel, but then you have beaches and oh mountains. God. Yeah, Take so us it's, with you. you right? <laughs> so it's like a perfect um, mixture of the city and Zen life that I think just kind of resonates mm-hmm. well with my personality. Every time I've been, I've always been like, oh, God, I need to leave New York. But a lot of what has held me back is also because I'm just so in New York. I just yeah. love it here, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, I just never wanted to leave her alone. And mm-hmm. I could never come to terms with the idea of telling her, like, Mom, I am relocating 3,000 miles yeah. <laughs> away from home and just never could do it. And even when I went away to college, I remember it was a big deal. It, you know, I was so scared. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not going to tell her that I'm leaving her, you know. And because at that time, I was still living at home. So that was difficult for the both of us and you know but I did it when I moved to Brazil for a year that was difficult but I did it and it was all me taking these baby steps to prepare like Dustin said you have to be comfortable with the detachment you know like our parents were not born just for us you know they have their own paths absolutely and I think we forget that Mm -hmm. we almost think that their job in this world is to provide our comfort Mm -hmm. and we forget that they need to fulfill different feelings for themselves as well, you know. So I'm really excited for her. I'm excited for this next chapter, what it means. I don't yes. know. You know, she can do so many wonderful things. And, she, you know, one thing she said is that she has gained a lot of confidence even just from seeing my work and my passion. And, you know, she realized that that's been missing in her life. And she's happy I found it so young and now it's her time to find it. So Good. I'm excited, you know, I'm but it's just too. that fear too. It's just like, oh my God, I'll be here by myself. And I hope that she's okay over there by herself. But it is really inspiring. I hope if you're a parent that's listening, you know, to to remember yourself. You know, remember your life and your dreams and 
have these conversations with your kids. They might be uncomfortable <laughs> about you pursuing certain things and maybe leaving in the future. But the way that it felt like a rug pulled from under me was because my mom and I never really had those kinds of detachment conversations, at least yeah. not when it came to her. So, but I'm, you know, I'm excited. You can hear the crying in my voice and I'm holding it back, but like I'm, I am really excited for her and it's, she's stronger than I am because I couldn't even move to LA and she's about to leave the country. <laughs> I'm excited for her, but I'm also excited for you because next year when you get that PJ and you board it so that we can PJ. go visit your mom, <laughs> I can't wait to go see your mom. <laughs> so we're going to hop on the PJ to go right, visit your mom as much a, as we a new, can. Uh, island destination That's to right. visit for no reason. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> for every reason. Y'all, mm. Yeah, but for those of you listening, like, you know, it's so so many chapters will keep changing like yeah. a lot of you guys hit us about feeling lost and and the confusion because i know you probably think we have a lot of our shit together but things like this <laughs> are important because it just shows you doesn't matter what age doesn't matter what chapter Where in life you you're in there life, are always yeah. gonna be changes that always. you are not gonna be prepared for and it's just a matter of staying centered you know amidst the changes no matter how hard the hits are because I'm 33 I didn't expect this right. <laughs> like my life just started getting calm you know and now it's like whoop I don't think you can take control of anything other than your perspective and that's why I love the work that we do on this show right. yeah because that's really our mission right yeah like I don't think that you can ever have your shit together as far as the factors in your life all you can have together is yourself absolutely my shit ain't never been together my, my shit has irreconcilable differences <laughs> <laughs> My shit ain't never been together. It ain't going to get back together, you know? But I just feel like I can control my outlook right. on shit. And that helps me manage, like, emotional stress and things like that. So right. it's just relevant when it comes to certain things, like the, the feelings that you have right now. Right. We have to figure out a way to turn that into something hopeful right. that, that can make you, you know, it'll drive you to be positive about it. So, yeah, and it's all perspective. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you said, it's a mind game. You know, there's technically nothing wrong with what's happening but i just have this reaction because it's a change right and change is hard to is hard to deal with and, and i'm a taurus those of you who know <laughs> taurus is taurus is i'm a bull i don't move so <laughs> change for me is like a freak out and you know? as far as perspective goes like it's it's so interesting to see because it almost reminds you um, like, I feel like we've talked about how, you know, you play your own role, but all these people play roles in your life. It reminds you, you know, that the players and the influence that everybody has always changes. Like, you know, your parents are kind of always there. The love is always there. And there's these little things that you might take for granted, like going over there once a week and stealing groceries out of there and stuff like that. Right. So the moment like that thing goes that is missing, so it's like, true. well, this is supposed to be like a regular part of my life that I don't have to worry about. So now I have to deal with like, you know, making it separate and how that's going to change. But then, you know, you always have to remember in the future, so many things might have changed like from a year ago, you know. Yeah. So your whole like relationship with your mom, y'all may not speak as much, but she may you may you may both be happier. Yeah. Just who than what knows? You're doing. We may even speak more because exactly. sometimes you take your parents. Exactly. For she might, you know, she might go are. over there, blossom, and like give you and like give you a whole nother light. You're like, wow, my mom is like glowing and yeah. then like recharge me. 
she gonna have a bob. She gonna be then cut a her bob. hair in a bob and dyed it like burgundy or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be wearing white sundresses with a tan. You know, like she gonna be a little, you know, woman. She gonna, she's a. Uh, we talked about this before. We've talked about this before. Like looking at your parents as people, right? right? Right. Like she's gonna be a single woman. You know, at that stage in life with different youthful elements. You know, back still to the jazzy. island life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know. That's true. It's gonna be good. For it's her. gonna be awesome. Yeah, it is, and it's you know, so it's all awesome. perspective. I, I have to just um, the thing about you know being a, a positive person. It's not that you have to try to be this naive person that's just like oh, happy all the time. But right. it's just a matter of like you said, when we get hit with things, it's just trying to think of the highest good that's right. coming out of it. And Absolutely. if you can always find the highest good and always find the love and always find the best in things, suddenly your life will literally morph. Yeah, yes. You know, your Absolutely. life will morph into feeling way different because it really is all perspective. Like even those tiny little day-to-day things. Remember I was telling you I lost my debit card, but then I thought to myself, you know, the bank is still open. I can that's get a right. new one printed. And that's that. And like, it's their job to fucking do it. That's right. <laughs> Instead like, I of could, like losing your whole sh- Like, oh my God, I got to change every account. I yeah. hope they don't spend no money. Like I just matter. went right there. Had it all taken care of, Done. just that easy. Made right. my made me feel excited. I was like, I was <laughs> like, I dodged what? a bullet. Anybody that needs that new number, trust me, they gonna come at you <laughs> to oh, get there. Okay, okay. <laughs> so don't ever feel pressure to let a hoe know you can change your banking information. <laughs> they gonna reach out to you for it. Okay, <laughs> okay. Hey, um, you know I, this ain't working for me. Like it shouldn't be. <laughs> speaking, speaking of finding, do they sell that Hennessy Pure White in the DR? Probably. So there we go. Another <laughs> look, another benefit, he another pro, another pro, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have access to Hennessy White, that pure white. Have you had Justin. that Hennessy White? No. Those of you listeners who who partake in, uh, you know, the communion and wine. extracurricular yeah. activities. <laughs> you know, in the wine. <laughs> then you know about Hennessy White. That Water pure white Hennessy is fantastic. You know, my mom's at home like, hmm. Mm. <laughs> hey, she friend, gonna, mom. She's going to have some hey. waiting for you. <laughs> And, hey friends, mom. Hey. And for those of you, <laughs> those of you that still have your parents near and dear, hold on, to hold them. on to them. Maybe this will inspire you to to because I know we all go through it. It's not even an intentional thing half the time. It's just that we're also caught up in the hustle and bustle. Yes. Yeah, that it's so easy to lose track of the last time you spoke to your friends, your parents, like people that are you know, really meaningful and valuable. So call your mom. This is like a pre-wellness tip. Yes. <laughs> call on. your mom. Tell her you love her, your dad, your grandma. Go visit them. Like Your booster. It's so Yeah, right? It's so easy. <laughs> your booster. <laughs> it's so Please easy to take. Please you love them, man. It's the holidays. <laughs> okay. Everybody right. needs somebody stealing around the Black holidays Friday? now. Come on now. Yeah. yeah, and it's the holidays this weekend. I know you guys are all excited, so... You know, just show more love. It's yes. so easy to take these people for granted when they're not there. Yeah. You know? yes. So hopefully this will inspire you guys. I love you, mama and dad. Right. Love you, mom. Right. And I hope I you guys you, have an dad. awesome Thanksgiving dinner. I hope yes. you guys eat Ooh. lots of... No, people aren't going to bring patty pies to their grandma's houses. No, right? Right? Your no. grandma so can Unless they want to die. Out. <laughs> and, and okay. Not if they want to come in. Okay. <laughs> Unless they want right. to die. <laughs> okay. like, uh, you talking about a death stare? Uh, an older black woman who feel like her kitchen has been disrespected? Yo, how many <laughs> grandmas are just waiting to no, put y'all out with these pies? They pies. Probably send Look, out everybody emails. loves a patty pie, but nobody's stupid. Ain't like, nobody's, ain't even no cumin in it. Ain't no nutmeg. Let's taste that. 
<laughs> where, where? Now, that where's the so nutmeg? Where is the nutmeg? You taste that? That's right. That oh, my God. So Get that bullshit out of here. <laughs> Get her out of here. But shout out to Patty LaBelle. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Patty. Okay. Bye, Patty. Patty LaBelle sold the shit out of them pies this did. weekend, didn't she? <laughs> she she did. did. She Cut tore a hole through Walmart's ass. Oh, my God. Well, at least James did or whatever yeah. that guy's name I hope is. she gave him some money. Right? Okay. Well, let's change the, the pace a little bit. I actually have um, a really awesome beauty tip for you guys today. A lot of people have been hitting me saying, okay, friend, you blessed us with the skincare, but what about my scalp? You know, it's cold out. My what scalp about is your dry. Scalp? <laughs> that shit is dry. <laughs> Flick and me in the eye again. And I'm going to beat you again. Can you imagine dandruff flying on you? No. Off of someone? You're talking about an ass no. whoopeth. That would Whoopin. come forth. And look, I already. Mm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, friend. Tell them how to yeah. look better with yeah. a better scalp. Tell them how to glow their scalp up. No, because look, you just real quick. Because you know when white girls be flicking their hair, they don't be looking. So I've had to like tell a girl to excuse me. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You should like, yeah. be. Pour that shit in a ponytail That's like nasty. everybody else. I can't talk because my hair is so big. No, when I sit beautiful. On, so when I sit on count. the train, your your hair don't I have count. to like. But, take it but in. they see that coming when you just sitting That's right true. next to someone and you just start flipping your shit and you right. know someone is right next and to you. And you got them split ass in so they oh. stick you on your hand when it hits you, especially <laughs> on the train where the seats are back to back. Like on, on them trains, you always feel that flick. I hate that flick of the hair. Uh. <laughs> Y'all was so funny. Uh, well, that I nasty have, shit uh, off of me. I have a really, really, and I promise you guys, you guys are going to love me for this recipe. It's one of my most popular YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. One of my most popular, right, one of my, um, I'd say of all the recipes I've put out, this one has probably gotten the best uh, response and most consistent results, regardless of your hair type, length, density, all the things. So this is why I wanted to share it with you guys today. So, of course, it's do-it-yourself. And you guys know I'm about to give you some kitchen beautician ingredients. All right, kitchen kitchen. So So you're going to go ahead and grab... Half a cup of olive oil. This is what is going to seal in the moisture and it, it's going to fight the frizz for the, especially for you naturals and curly girls that are fight trying to get frizz, those. Fight the frizz. Oh. <laughs> I like the soundtrack. That have the little <laughs> coils and you want them to be more defined. You're definitely going to use that olive oil. Um, mm. Two tablespoons of raw honey. That's mm. going to be our natural shine serum. So that is amazing. Like when people see my hair, they usually see how shiny it is. Mm-hmm. And I can really, really attribute that to the honey that I use in my DIY concoctions. Then for the protein boost to strengthen your hair, you're going to use half a cup of coconut milk. Mm-hmm. This is, I know, isn't this nice? It's actually this when you is, make it. Edible. Yeah, when people this is like make it. like a sauce it. that I could put on my salad afterwards. <laughs> I'm over something. here taking notes like I got hair and shit. Let me put my damn phone down. <laughs> Let me put my damn phone down. <laughs> And then you're going to use half of an avocado. This is the healthy fat. So the healthy fat, what it's going to do is going to moisturize your hair. And this combination of the avocado and the olive oil is perfect because the, like I said, the fat in the avocado will give you the moisture and then the olive oil seals that moisture in. It kind of locks it in. Think of a door and the olive oil just bloop, closes it. So now you have moisture, you have shine from the raw honey. And then the last thing we're going to add is half of a banana. And a banana, what it does is that it's an emollient, which is what gives your hair that soft feel to yeah. the touch. You know when you put a deep conditioner and you're washing it out and your hair feels like butter? Yeah. This is what the banana is going to mm. do. So I'll just go by that again. Half a cup of olive oil, 
that's to seal in the moisture. Two tablespoons of raw honey, that's for the natural shine. Half a cup of coconut milk for your protein boost to fortify your hair. Half an avocado as the healthy fat and moisturizer. And half of a banana as the emollient that softens your hair. So that is it for the DIY. Hey, friend, hey, deep conditioner that I know you guys are going to love. I can't wait to see your pictures of it. When you mix it up, it's literally going to look like a lime green uh, deep, deep conditioner, and you guys are probably going to want to eat it. <laughs> it That's looks, cute, though. It's, it's so cute, saucy. and it works really well. Obviously, you can... One of my favorite parts of this DC is that you can customize it. So if you feel you need more shine... You can add more honey. Get if, your shine on. Right. If you feel <laughs> that your hair needs more of a protein boost because maybe it's been shedding or breaking off or it just doesn't look as full like usual, then add more of the coconut milk. So based on your particular ailment, look, listen back to everything I listed and why you're using it and then kind of toggle with it basically and just add more based on what your particular Hair and, uh, hair and scalp ailments are. On some custom type shit. Right. And that's the beauty of it. You know, you can really. VIP hair and shit. <laughs> you Hollywood. can really mess around with it and, and make it be whatever you need it to be. So that's like my favorite deep conditioning recipe. Like I said, you can go back on my YouTube channel. You read through the comments. It's like 400 comments. The video has like over 100,000 views. And that should be a testament to the fact that people really like the recipe. And it doesn't matter your hair type or length. So can't wait to hear what you guys think. And that is my wellness tip for this week. Hey, let me tell you something too, Fran. There's some people that need that. <laughs> Okay. Well, what? Um, <laughs> that was a great tip. Like I'm you glad. could not have picked something that is so applicable. And, I, and the best part is, I'm pretty sure every single thing I mentioned is in your kitchen as we speak. Yep. So which, you probably which don't brings have to buy me into my next question. So, like, what? Um, like when you're done applying this, and you're like, you know, you put your plastic bag on. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do? You make a sandwich with the leftovers, or like. <laughs> Like, do I have to put it on Ezekiel bread for, like, best results? I mean, if you can, it's all natural <laughs> ingredients if you like how it tastes. Oh, and actually, for the, because I know most people probably it sounds need like an after-protein shake, too, or something. It like, does after sound workout, like a, right? Like, banana, like a coconut, right? Yeah, it's I actually call it a smoothie. It's like a hair smoothie because mm. it looks like one when you make it. But throw all of those ingredients in the blender. That's one part I forgot to mention. And just blend it up, you know, for as long as it takes to you see that it's smooth and and not lumpy anymore. And then just apply it to your hair the same way you would any other deep conditioning treatment. And I usually leave it in for 25 to 30 minutes and then wash it out. So I promise you guys, you're going to love it so much. I'm actually really excited that I remembered to give you guys a recipe because it's literally life-changing. And I would never say that to gas myself, but I just am proud when mixtures really work and people hit me back like girl my scalp you know so healthy thank you my hair looks great so that's good yeah that's so, so i hope you guys wonderful. love it and definitely give me feedback and let me know what you think and so if now, it's just for your scalp i can use it then you technically can yeah. i can't wait to see that picture i have a perfect i'm a blank canvas <laughs> <laughs> you can use it on your beard won't too. you mold me <laughs> Are we about to mold the clay? We, I want you mold me. Is this the gospel moment? No, not yet. Won't not you yet. Hold? You'll more, know when you see that's, that's it. That's, that's more. That's more. Look, 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 look. You'll know when you see it. That's more. It. 79, 80, 81 R and B. You know. Mm. Now won't you mold me? <laughs> Give it to me one more time. 
Uh-huh. Give it to him one more time with the I slow version. You, you know, like when Tina Turner, she did the slow version, she just kept saying it over and over. You should just give us <laughs> that version. She got stuck. Won't she you? Couldn't, she couldn't Won't remember what you? was next. <laughs> right. <laughs> she had forgot the motherfucking words. That's where all that came from. Won't you? Let me hit it with one more time. Won't you? Y'all so. Then had to bring it back. Funny. Do you have an icebreaker for us today? I do. I have one here, but I have one I want to ask pro- possibly. Ooh, Ooh, a personal friend zone kind icebreaker. Of, yeah. uh, name three places that you've been. Name three of your favorite places you've been and um, it, one of them you might live in. Like one of them you might live at. Because, you know, you were talking like about this. L.A. and the yeah. West Coast and stuff like that. Mm. So name three places that you've been and uh, and just one place. And one place you'd actually stay. Right. <laughs> okay. That's cool. You go first. Okay. Um, I've been to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I've been to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And is D.C. too easy? No. no it's not That's New York. the fucking nation's capital. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, but, like, for me, you know what I'm saying? Because I go there so much. No. no. Um, honestly, I would live, like, I could live anywhere, like, for sure. But really? I don't live in any. So yeah. you'd live in New Orleans and go oh, hang out with Solange? That was my, actually my city that I was going to say. Yeah. Get out. Like, Wait, so tell us yours. People that know me know that I love, like, New Orleans. Yeah. Like, I love We New are going to relocate down there. You won't move? I love everything about it. Yes. I would live right in the quarter, too. Oh, I love so I love cool. the spirit, cool the music, there. the energy. Like, the food. It's the food. The, just the, drinking the any culture. and everywhere. It's an amazing place. No, true. Place. And the culture. I love it. I love it. New Orleans. Yeah, and everybody um, down there is so awesome. Yes. Like, and they all sound like Toya. Baby. Baby. They do. Do you know that the New Orleans accent I can truly say is hands down my favorite, favorite oh my accent God. of all the entire world. I don't yes. care where you're from. When someone speaks to me with a Nola accent, I just I melt. It's Look, so cool. You don't to even me. take a double it take. Is. Like that one take is like mm. I just love it. Right you don't there. even take the K and the E, just the T. <laughs> Did you ever watch Messy Maya? I did. I, used yeah, to, yeah. I loved him. His yes. accent was so funny. Shout out, rest in peace to Messy Maya. Man, that's crazy. Right. So wait, that's what are yours? Crazy. I don't know. Shit. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I love New Orleans. I love Las Vegas. Um, what else? We're just doing like U.S. Right? Yeah. You can do anywhere. anywhere I haven't. Yeah. I haven't been abroad, so I, you can anywhere. Um, and I also love like, and this is so ghetto and tourist and just black, but whatever. <laughs> Cancun. Cancun, Cancun, Cancun. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I, I believe Cancun you. is fun as hell. Like, like anybody that's listening, if you have an opportunity to take one of those types that's of vacations, so spring break. Go, go to Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, yeah, and then Mexico like this is the whole, shit. There is this whole like posh, like just really like ultra, like yeah. like it's just there, there's a really nice side of Mexico. Yeah, and when people in Mexico have taste and class, they have it. Okay, <laughs> and like they, I just <laughs> they do, and it's the opulence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the opulence, I swear to you. So yeah, that's it. And New Orleans is just heart and soul. Like I like oh my God. bounce music. I love every year. Man. My me and my friends go to the football game when the um, Saints play the 49ers and the, uh, there's nowhere 49ers. tailgating at a Saints game. Like there's nothing like it. I, I love New Orleans. Oh, see, I, I I love New Orleans too. I think. Um, three places I've been. I love uh, traveling. 
abroad. That's mm-hmm. more and you, my and thing. And you look so good doing it. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody should pay you just to travel, friend. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if they come along, I want to go with you. That's, I'm trying okay, to be like Anthony one. Bourdain. If anybody watches Anthony yes. Bourdain, his travel Tra- show, like that's my dream is to be him, the health version of him. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, if anyone listening works for okay. a TV if network. <laughs> but I, um, I've been to, I lived in Brazil, so obviously yeah. like, that mm-hmm. was life life altering. Brazil is incredible. Everyone has to go to Brazil at some point in their life. I don't know if I'd live there, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I liked London a lot. Mm. London has a cool vibe. I still go. Yeah, it has a cool vibe. It's it's very emo to me. At least that's oh, what yeah? I think. Yeah, oh, I like which is, that though. Yeah, it's very vibey. <laughs> make me make my emotions bleed. <laughs> Meet, meeting hot ass strangers and like having you know you be in love for the night like the Rihanna like the We Found Love video Dustin but like for one night though do you see him it was like death becomes her though like, like that's what he looked like bitch <laughs> you look like Luther Vandross Beyonce Beyonce no bitch you look like Luther Vandross sorry go ahead friend but, um, in the states I think um, I'm trying to, well obviously LA I love yes. I freaking I love LA I still haven't made it to the and West Coast Look like no. LA too, friend. You do look like, look like LA, but you are, so but you funny. are so New York, though. but very New York. It's you are weird. perfect. You're by, you, 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 I think my personality is is very New York, yeah. but then my vibe though is yeah, like that's a exactly little bit LA because yeah. I'm so chill. So yeah, but I but you know where I would live? Where in the heart? Obviously, I said LA, but like for real, for real, I have toyed with the idea of moving to Jamaica. Ooh, you, yeah. Oh. My God, you don't understand. I feel something for Jamaica in my mm-hmm. heart. Like, I don't know if I lived there in a past life, mm-hmm. but the first time I stepped foot on that soil, the people, mm-hmm. the way they embrace you, the Rastas, good Lord. Yes. <laughs> a roster of Rastas. Honey, like. Sigh. Rastafari. Like the food. I remember I met a Rasta once and he was like cutting up fresh fruit. Mind you, I was there with my mm. boyfriend at the time. <laughs> Shady. And he was cutting me fresh fruit and I was just like, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, ooh. Came with the wrong person. Oh <laughs> what been kind one of my did he have girl. a machete? <laughs> yes. You know. Or when you coming from the airport and then the guys on the side of the road just go ahead and chop you a fresh coconut. Like, that's mm. my life right there. Hell yeah. Mm. I would love that. And I'm just totally, like, people have said to me, but you can't live there because that's just, like, for vacation. You'll get tired of it. And I'm just like, Bullshit. no, I So won't. what I'm supposed to do I with really this? I really don't you, think yeah. I would. And, I, and I I've, I've met that. young girls in hotels where I've stayed at that have been like, no, like, I would trade with you. I would love to live in New York. And I'm like, girl, please do not give up <laughs> this mm-hmm. place, like, this beautiful island Man, for New York. You honestly would kill Jamaica. You would just oh. start planting a whole bunch of whatever and what? have your whole school at the end of the year. I would like, have, like, a cute, like, health or wellness center, like, mm-hmm. on, like, by the beach. Yeah. Like, can't you see it? That's mm-hmm. Yes. That's a goal. You said a couple of things to me and I just like You can feel it. Yeah. So that's one of my goals. Like you your guys store that we gonna have me. one day. Oh, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta put all these things out into the universe because no, they're gonna true. happen like for well, real. I want a bar. Oh, cute. I can I see do. that. You I want a bar and I have a really, really cool name for it and a really, really cool concept. concept. Yep. I can totally awesome. see I you do. being the owner of like a sexy bar. Yep. 
That's and it's cool. going to look that would be way. perfect. I, and then when you go into the main area, it's gonna. I mean, would it's it gonna be sound one way. Yeah, absolutely. That's so yep. perfect. That's so Dustin. Yep. That is. I can see it. That is. I want to buy. So we putting that out there. Anybody want to open a bar? You want to pay me to tell you how to do it? <laughs> how to play it? Make when sure you the see bar me got a streets. private back room that we always can have. Right. Like our, you know where they doing well, and well, then another back room. Well, you, yeah. Where the real <laughs> money is being made. No, I'm just playing. You see, but yeah, that's that's so y'all gonna either catch me in Jamaica or in L. A. I could Damn. totally see one that, One of the though. two. I don't know which one it is, but that's where my heart is. You know where it's I haven't been, but I would one. totally live. Like, I just know Tokyo. Like, Japan. I love Tokyo. I would totally... And I don't know if I would live out my last days there, but I would totally live there for, like, five years. My I can friend, see Sean you Ross, Shout out to Sean Ross, the... Um, he FaceTimed he was in Tokyo and we were on FaceTime and I swear to God it looked like he was standing in a goddamn pinball machine isn't it like er, the the floor we were tripping he was like I can't like look at this like the floor underneath him he was on a stair he was in a stairwell rather the floor was made out of like LCD screens I guess like Mm -hmm. everything fucking lit up it literally I was like you on a you on Sonic the Hedgehog so bad I was in Tokyo for three weeks and let me tell you (sighs) I spent a big chunk of it by myself just exploring because the people I went with were on tour. Yeah. And, you know, they had to go perform. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it, I was, they were, like, at sound check and shit. And I was just like, oh, I'll just jump on the train mm-hmm. and visit some, like, shrines and stuff. And it was, like, surreal, like, straight out of a movie. Mm-hmm. The people are super cool. The trains are easy to navigate. The city itself is just awesome. The food was cheap and so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm t- I could totally uh, see you in Tokyo, and oh you'd be an God. awesome businessman. Oh my God! I could see you having your firm like in Tokyo. I would, in a heartbeat. Like I, I can see I it. I can remember like being a child, like just being like, "What is this place?" And I remember always being on the internet, and you know, our parents didn't know what the fuck this was. This internet. <laughs> I'm looking up like in, in Netscape. Before, Netscape. Netscape, Netscape navigator trying Explorer. not to get that shit to crash. <laughs> looking at pictures of uh, Tokyo and trying to save pictures on floppy disk. I remember ordering like a mini disc player and it only played the Japanese shit, so I couldn't even use it. But I remember being young as hell thinking, I have to get to Japan. You have to get there. Next year, make that a goal because Oh, it is. You're gonna I it's have... gonna resonate. That is the cool one of the coolest experiences. And hopefully those of you listening will feel yes. like inspired. Everybody listening and you listen to be exotic. Visit so it's like everything. Yeah. 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 Make travel a priority. Listen, oh my God. it's life changing. Everybody, I don't have a passport. And the only reason that I, I can say that so confidently is because I am going to get one. Like you have immediately, to. I mm-hmm. had to get some business in order with some other things, but like this whole process, like once I get it all set by the end of this year, 2015, I'm about to kill next year. And the beauty of getting your passport, and for those of you listening, if you don't have it, as soon as you get it and you travel to your first country, you're gonna become addicted. You will like it's so life altering. The things that you stress about, like a lot of people like, fan, you you know, you're so calm and zen. And yeah, it's the practices that I do every day, but it's also how much my perspective about the things I worried about yeah. <laughs> and chose to stress about changed once I started traveling around the world and meeting people and their different situations and just being really thankful and grateful for the things that I may have been taking for granted, you know, and just even just understanding how much bigger the world is than yeah. you think you know it just changes your life completely so i'm excited for you to get your passport man i can't wait either and you know like l- luckily i've been blessed i complain all the time about working in a restaurant but i've been blessed to you know have a mouthpiece so when i talk in restaurants to my guests 
I make friends from people in different countries. Like I'm Facebook friends with the lady that lives in Singapore. That's so, sick. Like all these different countries, and I, we randomly stay in touch. Like every time I have some friends in London, they always come to visit New York. They're from Australia though. And they always hit me up, and we always have dinner at the restaurant that I used to work at, like, whenever they come visit. And you just end up making plans yep. before you know when it. When my be mom visiting. was out there, uh, they hung out. I was like, oh, no, they didn't. She hung out with Kevin and her. Sorry. Woo. Sorry, I forgot my mom listened to this. No, she didn't <laughs> hang out with them. And I was going to hang with people what? she did hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably listened to the show, too. Hey, y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah, my mom and dad definitely listened to the show. They were telling me that today. I uh, know, I remember. Shout oh. out to Asante's parents. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> love my parents. I love y'all's parents, too. I love your mom, and I ain't even met her, and I love right. your parents just because they made you your crazy they ass brought family. us Dustin. Your How sister, your brother. Them? Speaking of shoutouts. Thank you. It's time to move into our favorite part. <laughs> if you... Oh wait, you gotta you gotta sell it. Oh, sell it with a sexy voice. I love your friends. I speak like Dora the Explorer. I'm the okay, last give us a person sexy, give to us have a sexy, sexy Dora. voice. Give us a sexy Dora voice. <laughs> sell it to us. And I'm like se- vamonos. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta send that over to Dustin. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very appreciative. Like I said, of your transition that you made transition. That's hella cute. Into this into this segment. Into so. right? You just flow on out. Oh Lord. Uh as per usual, please do not hesitate to email the show at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That is the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. That's do you want to spell it out for him again this week? Nah. All right. <laughs> you want that, you gotta play our old shit. Listen to the episode from last week. Okay. I hope somebody makes like a, a mix of that or something. You know somebody will. <laughs> this one is titled Getting Rid of a Close Friend. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Thanks for providing humorous, helpful, and healthy doses of mental deodorant every week. You is welcome. After, you is. <laughs> <laughs> beloved. Shout out to Tax. Um, after the death of a loved one late last year, I reevaluated my life and embarked on a path toward healthier living, both inside and out. During my self-reflection, I realized I spent a lot of time worrying about what others thought of me and found that I was constantly explaining myself. Getting rid of this bad habit was one of the first changes I made to improve my quality of life. A close friend and I have been comrades since high school and are now in our late 20s. Talking to or spending time with her was increasingly draining, but I was never quite sure why. After I began improving my life, I felt compelled to stop associating with her altogether. It later occurred to me that when I stopped explaining myself to others, I had nothing to say to her. Ooh. In recent years, when she would inquire about my love life, I told her it was dormant and a significant portion of my life was devoted to my full-time job, both of which are true. She had begun to accuse me of hiding things from her because my life had become routine in a good way and void of love affairs. She's attracted to women, and I'm a man who's attracted to men, so I don't believe her behavior is rooted in romantic feelings. Of course she wants to know why we don't talk anymore, and I can't find a diplomatic, succinct way to articulate to her that she was draining me and contributing to negative behaviors in my life. Perhaps I should stick with my newfound confidence and simply say I don't owe her an explanation. How would you relate this message to her, or would you? I look forward to your thoughtful advice. Well, I would. Yikes. And the reason I would is so that I don't get any more damn inquiries from her. 
Stop asking. No, I don't want her asking me nothing. You don't like her anymore, okay? Right. And that's, that's what has happened. Your perspectives has changed. Your your feelings about things have changed, and you've decided that, you know, you guys aren't a, you don't gel anymore. You right. see things totally different, and not only that, she's offended you, and she's been offensive toward, towards you for quite some time now. So if I were you, and with this newfound confidence and, and conversational freedom that you have, Without like cussing her out or or you know being being blatantly rude to her, I would just let her know like, listen, I've been doing a lot of self reflection and I just don't think that we get along anymore. I think that our views are too different, um, and not in a way that complements each other, but in a way where we're this is actually toxic for me. Right. I wish you the best. I have care for you as a person, and I respect the history we had. But I'm not interested in pursuing a close friendship with you any longer, and I think it's only fair that I let you know. So don't be looking for me to call. Please respect me and don't call me. And let's just, you know, move forward free. Mm. And I would leave it at that. Sometimes you have to be honest. I would just let her know. Let her know! (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had to uh, break up with a friend? Yes. Oof. Only one time, though. Like, I'm fortunate in that my friends, like, we've been, we've, our friendships are solid. So we've, I've never had to, like, I've never stopped liking someone without them doing something, like, to me. So this person, um, really quickly, <laughs> I used to deal with someone kind of regularly or whatever. Not a relationship, but, you know, we did whatever we did on a regular basis. And so my friend knew that. Um, and then, like, years later, after I had fallen in love, you know, they went behind my back and started, you know, messing around with this person. And then I found out. And so... Oh, and they didn't even tell you. No, and it wasn't that they really tried to hide it. It just was that I had kind of just moved on. Right. And so then I... So I wasn't paying attention to their behavior and stuff. But anyway, you know, I just... I was more disappointed in... Because I had more history with the person that not the friend but the other person I was much more disappointed in them but then because me and that person were friends and I'm like an all in friend and they had they appeared to be that way and loyal up until that point I kind of got upset but out of respect for our history of friendship instead of me trying to like whoop his ass or whatever or, or be you know take that route I just walked away and over time we would run back into each other you know out and about or in different cities and stuff and we were cordial you know but I just, I can't trust them. And so right. I finally told them. We ran into each other in another city. And I finally told them, like, look, I'm not mad at you. I've, everything is over. I'm not even, I don't even feel like I've forgiven you and moved on. Like, I'm literally not even angry. Right. We're fine. I just know that I, I will never be able to trust you. So it's best that we don't even, like, talk or kick it at all. Right. And I think he was kind of upset. But at the end of the day, what could he do other than respect that I was honest like that and told him? Now you don't have no unanswered questions. It's cool. You know, if I saw you tomorrow fighting somebody in the street, I would help you. Right. But I would just walk the other way after we got up from dusting their ass off. Right. I've never had to break up with a friend. Um, I can admit that there are two friends that I was, like, super close to for years. And... uh, Things were already, I'll just use one of them as an example. Things were already getting bad. Mm-hmm. But because I guess I was being a coward in a way, like I didn't I didn't know how to just tell her, like, you know, me and you were just not really getting along. Right. Like this doesn't, you know, we just kind of kept trying. I don't know. <clears throat> and then she just did one thing that just was like, that was it. And just pushed me. over yeah, the Yeah, like it was like I, I, 
I don't thinking back now because I've asked myself like did you just use that as an excuse <laughs> was that like an out it wasn't like what you know the things that she did was just super trifling but I also was a complete coward about it because I did not sit her down you know like Dustin said and be like listen I'm not fucking with you because x y and z I didn't do that at all I literally you, just like from one day to the next just stopped talking to her mind you this was years ago but like what made it do you think it made it hard for you to to sit down and talk with her because it was uncomfortable or maybe you just couldn't find the I, I couldn't do it yeah. I, would, I didn't I wouldn't know I think now at this point oh yeah yeah absolutely. I can do it because I'm I'm a, a stronger communicator and I probably wouldn't even allow my friendships to get to that point and right. the friends that I have now we get along so well even right. when things are bad like we can talk it out right so that would just put it wouldn't even be a situation I don't think but at that point this was like I don't know maybe four years ago um, where I still wasn't so strong with my communication. It was getting better, but I still hadn't learned as much as I know now. And I would not have been able to find the words to tell yeah. her, like, you're pissing me off. I'm not happy about this. Or, you know, how do we fix this? I was still in a very, like, fuck that mentality. Like, yeah. if it don't feel good, I'm not dealing with it. And I just kind of, like, dipped. But you know what, And never talked to her again. And she's, like, randomly emailed me, like, I really miss our friendship. And I feel bad because I'm, like, that was so childish on my part. And I have not gone back to fix it or nothing, you know? Maybe she didn't deserve that, though. Hmm. Sometimes, like, the only Your intuition, maybe, right? Or, like, your history, how much you value the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody does. And sometimes people do things that are so hurtful and wrong. They don't deserve no that coming back. Yeah. And they and they could act like they have questions, but people know when they do things to other people. Right. So they know why y'all don't talk. Yeah. Right. And so everybody doesn't deserve the respect that you have to have for a person in order to talk through your feelings like that. When right. you feel like you've been wronged by someone. Right. So don't feel bad about that. That's true. You know and, what I'm and also a lot of friendships sometimes are really thin mm-hmm. you know and they can be based on you guys just having mutual friends and seeing each other all yeah. the time and then you become friends because you're in each other's faces <laughs> but all there's the nothing really like there's no glue there's no like emotional thread that really made me feel like i should fight for this you know you, so i kind of let it go because it's just almost i hate to say it but i didn't really feel a loss or a void when the relationship was over I felt guilty because I know that I ended it in a childish way by just like not talking to her anymore but I also didn't feel different yeah you know so in a way it's kind of like I could have gone about it better but it didn't really like I didn't lose anything you know I wish her well there's no beef if I I see her I've seen her maybe twice since then and it's cool you know we're like hey girl (laughs) but you know, I don't know. I guess you win some, you lose some. We all have made our mistakes. Yeah, I can no, always absolutely. admit. The yeah. Pe- yeah, I can always admit the times I've been childish about situations because it's been many. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you and me both. Like I'm yeah. still young. I'm still being childish about things now. You yeah, know, I'm and I, learning. Not I to know be I've so been in situations with people where I should have told them something, but people just kind of rotate in and out anyway. That I just kind of, I, I would be like, I'll tell them whenever. And then sometimes they would just kind of fall out of rotation anyway. And it was just like, well, I guess it wasn't meant to be. Or like the, the universe right. moved them right on out. So I don't have to worry about it. And I do feel that way too. That with friendships and boyfriends, girlfriends. Yeah. There's something you should feel if they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel it, then that's kind of like a red flag. Yeah, I remember like with the, uh, a friend that I had a falling out with, like it was like two or three weeks later. And I was like, damn, I didn't even. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like. 
I wonder how such and such is doing. I was like, do I really wonder that? And then I would go look and I was like, well, we hadn't been talking and I'm not missing anything. So let sleeping dogs lie, you know? Yeah, you got to you gotta question whether your friendships are an emotional <laughs> thread or just them being familiar. Yeah. Because a lot of friendships are really just based on the time you guys have had together yeah. and nothing else. And I hate, to, I hate to give you petty advice, but if you just don't feel like doing it, then I mean, I guess on some level you might owe it to yourself and her to get that closure. But if you don't feel like doing it or it's going to take you out your way, don't. (laughs) The only thing I will say to him, though, is that, like Dustin said, it will at least give him immediate peace in the sense that as long as he tells her anything that happens after that is on her. her. And that's true. And he made it clear. And if she chooses not to accept it, then that's her personal problem at that point. Because you're not leaving her in the wind. Right. And he, she can't put anything on him later. You know what I mean? So he might as well just sleep in heavenly peace. (laughs) Right. Be the big one. Just (laughs) say what he has to say. I I would suggest that because I know from the people I walked away from that I know I wish I could have just been ballsy and just said what it was when it was you know mm-hmm. it just makes life so much easier no loose ends hey you know why i walked away if i was your friend and i'm not your friend anymore you know exactly why <laughs> i'm not your friend anymore <laughs> right. and if you're smart you leave it right where it's at <laughs> and that's for real right like, look I, and ooh. that is and that's what I used to work with this lady that would say, and that's and that's been for real. <laughs> that's on the for real side. <laughs> Look, Monica had a, a reality show back in the day. Shout out to Monica, who I love so Shout much. Shout out to Monica. Back in the day, she had a reality show. I think it was something with Jazzy Faye, and she was like, I'm not new to this game. I'm true to this game. Okay. And so I, I always remember her saying that. And every time I think about something, real, I'm she thinking about Monica. She did the shoulder thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sure did. Monica is good for sh- a shoulder and neck a roll. Shoulder. All of it. She just liked me. When I was in court, I kept making the faces. Like, you know, people just have mannerisms. Like, I feel like Monica always do a neck roll or something. I always make a face. So I was just like, <laughs> like, just stuck in on bitch court, pleasing. You were silly. Every time a question was asked, can you abide by this? No. Like, <laughs> screw face. Absolutely won't be able to make it. <laughs> Cannot, will not, chant. Right. Shall yeah. not. Well, mm-hmm. I hope our, our answers helped you a I bit. Hope as well. I Me hope you too. really get through with your friend or without her. And on a petty yeah. note, <laughs> on a petty you note. can always turn to Facebook because you know don't nothing oh make a nigga mad goodness. more mad than a then petty a, ass Facebook oh status. And just make it, make sure she can see it and be like, I am so tired <laughs> <laughs> of people who don't get it. Like, <laughs> oh, that is I, so I, One classic. thing I hate is explaining myself. You got to be a real idiot not to get it when somebody's <laughs> trying to tell you something. That's on a petty note, though. That, I feel like that's 99% of the world. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> that does the sub-Facebook status. I don't oh, even Lord. go on Facebook just because of Me that. Either, that's Yo, the one reason. So Facebook has this new feature. They were coming out with some new feature that, like, if you see your ex, you can, like, control how much of them you see, remove what? them from, like, people you may know, how much, uh, like, you and your ex's pictures will appear with mutual friends, like, shit like that. I was that's reading that somewhere cool, today. That's kind of cool, though. It's I kinda, think it's cool. It is kind of cool, but it's just like, damn, be this triggers. is what y'all been doing on Facebook. Like, they had to make filters for this right, specifically. Right, people are going crazy. All about, I love him. And then the next day, like, we broken up. Like, it's just like, <laughs> what you doing on Facebook? on Facebook? Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. They need to do that for Twitter, too. Oh, God, please, no. Them recommended then Instagram pages. coming be next. <laughs> then Instagram coming like, next. What are you trying to say about my Twitter? <laughs> I told you about them. Oh, you know what? When I made that new Twitter, there were some people that I had blocked on my previous one that told me to follow, and I was like, oh no. The shade. <laughs> <laughs> we have time for one more question, mm-hmm. possibly two. Mm, we'll do one. 
All right. So the the subject of this is actually I once was blind. I probably still need glasses. Wow, nice. I love that title. Um, all my life, eyes had to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes my emotions come out as lines from the color purple. But honestly, I've struggled since I was a small child, seven, with anxiety, which formed a girl group with depression somewhere around age 13. That was cute. And they've basically been on tour together ever since. <laughs> that was cute. You need to be a writer. Yeah. This is funny. I find my ways to cope and drown out all the negative and stagnant, stagnating thoughts I have about myself, my life, and my future. But that alone can be a full-time job. I recently entered a relationship with a guy who I've been casual friends with for a while. We bonded over a mutual understanding of mental illness and the ways it has affected and continues to affect both of us. And somewhere along the line, it morphed into a loving relationship. Mm. He's become my best friend and a close confidant. The trouble is, it's so hard for me to take care of myself some days, and it seems like that is only multiplied because I know what he's going through and I worry about him. I scrape and struggle and drag myself through the day, and at the end of it all, I want to be able to be excited about seeing him, talking to him, but I just cannot bear the weight of his issues on top of mine. It feels selfish and thoughtless, but I'm starting to wonder if we can ever have a future together. I'm so used to taking care of everyone else because it's so much easier to be objective and logical about other people's problems. Not so easy when you're turning your proactive improvements inward. I guess my question is, how can I talk to my boyfriend about how I'm feeling? Can this relationship go anywhere or are we doomed to just amplify one another's issues until we blow out the proverbial speakers? Wow. Shit. That's a deep one. That is deep. That's a tricky thing, even with friends um, and, and of course, with the relationships. Mm. When you you bond off of misery, it feels so good in the beginning because you feel understood. It helps to know that you're not alone in the things that you're feeling. Yeah. But then it starts becoming heavy because Mm -hmm. suddenly there's always that one person that doesn't want to feel this way anymore. And there's the other person that is constantly in that space. And then that's what starts creating the separation. What I've learned, because I've, you know, I suffer from anxiety, too. And I have my my bouts of depression here and there, which, I you know, I've never been scared to say. Because I think that's a very normal thing that people just don't like to talk about. But I have been very cautious about the people I date. And I make sure I'm not attracting people that are in the same space because then you do bond off of the shared sadness, but Mm -hmm. there also has to be a willingness to break out of those feelings. You guys can't just both get under the covers and just turn the world off in sadness. Like, yeah, it's fun to have a a tag team, you know, like Mm. a partner with you, but they're also what is going to create a successful relationship. And I can only speak from personal experience is both of you have to be willing to not want to feel this way. Yeah. And that really is the only way. Because if he is in a space where he can't really see how to get out of it and he's constantly, constantly in that, you know, cycle of like sadness and sadness and the bouts just don't really seem to change, that's not going to help you progress, you know? And and the sad thing is I know your exact situation because I've been in it. And the problem is you mistake compassion for romance Mm. you know because it just feels so nice the conversation and the familiarity of Mm -hmm. the feelings but it's just compassion and it should have been a friendship you know a lot of the time that's what happened to me that I've moved forward because I misunderstood the signals and we both just moved forward but it really wasn't anything real 
it was just nice to have someone kind of make you feel less crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but what's going to work is I would say sit with him and be like, yo, we can't just like drown together, you know, like. Get some of them Oprah workbooks. Yeah, like we need to like come up with a plan you know like how like what are the self-care needs that you have and what are my self-care needs and let's if as, instead of uh bonding off of where shit is wrong let's bond off of how you we can pull each other out of these spaces when need be that's yeah. exactly what i was gonna say right and yeah. then that creates a much more productive bond and you guys it's not a matter of ignoring that you feel these things but it's a matter of deciding that it's not going to consume your relationship and more importantly not going to consume you guys as individuals yeah you know so try to like we said before it's all about perspective instead of running away from him you know talk to him about that see if he's interested and if you know it's beautiful that your wounds match but your willingness to break out also has to match because that's what's going to change it that's my advice anyways and I just got my song inspiration. See, there it is. <laughs> just like, like that. Just <clears throat> like that. Give it up for the band, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was just a week back. class. It's an empty show tonight. Okay. <laughs> there ain't nobody there. <laughs> so this week's song comes from um, the content arsenal of none other than the, you know, legendary... <laughs> Classically, you know, I'm respected like, oh, in media, I'm tired. television, especially in <laughs> film. Rose, what's the teacher? You know, and somebody who just really has represented what the black culture, ex- cultural or other experience has been, you know. Oh, God. Now I'm really terrified. Tyler Perry. <laughs> oh, God. Now, he this has an song, album? Well, he has soundtracks to his oh, film. Oh, okay. I was about to say, did I miss that? And so. Uh, there is a song. Man? There is a song on the. I believe it is a. It is Medea's family reunion soundtrack. I believe, but the song is by Rochelle Pharrell, okay. and it's called "Wounds in the Way." Mm. And it's a song about these people who are in these circumstances. I'm you sad know? to say, I'm not actually looking to. Yeah, this. there's a lyric where she says, "You no know, judgment. she gives her. She she gives her." <laughs> She gives her body freely because she can't love herself completely. There are wounds in, in the, the way. way. Okay? Mm-hmm. So okay. sometimes you got to you gotta get you some goddamn gauze and get you some fucking alcohol spray, you know, and peroxide if you can't take the burn. And you got to clean that wound and then cover it up to suck all that drainage out with, with that gauze mm. and heal suck it out. them mm-hmm. wounds in the way. So this week's song... <laughs> That you're going to listen to all night long. All night. <laughs> all night long. All night. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Hey. We got Come on. We're black on. <laughs> right. We're black we on. got one. Hey, for, hey friend. Hey, hey friend, on the hey. vocal. No, okay. that was not okay. me. <laughs> Can you woo, woo, woo? <laughs> she just did. Let's okay. try Millie Vanilli, y'all. <laughs> so, this week's song is Wounds in the Way by Rochelle Farrell. I'm really interested to see the reactions that... That we get if I'm you find really yourself crying, you know it's, it's a very simple. <laughs> I click the, the production is very simple. It's it's just it's a, it really is all jokes aside a beautiful song. So wounds in the way by Rochelle Farrell is your song for tonight. And far as your conversation goes, I agree one hundred and fifty percent with Fran. Um, find yeah. a way to bond over getting better together as opposed to wallowing together. Yes. Preach. That's draining and you're going to end up presenting that motherfucker and leaving his ass anyway. So you tell him to either get on or get off. Right. Period at this point. So I agree with Fran 100%. 
you know, and when you have the conversation, just, I don't know what to tell you, you know, don't have it in the kitchen. <laughs> don't have it by, don't <laughs> no, have it by the knives. No, you know, no, no, no. Just make sure y'all have it at, like, you know, I don't know, maybe Sky Zone where well, you, you know, fall in bouncy thinking. things. Like, everything's <laughs> sky safe. Zone. Yeah. In was, a bounce house, Dusty. Yeah, talk there. Oh, hell. my God. That's real so crazy. Thinking, so I was thinking. It's not going to work. That I am. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it would be it'd be a great idea if the way that you had this conversation would be like, you know, hey, so we got some similar like triggers in this aspect and I don't want to deal with this no more in my life. So this is what I'm going to start doing. And then do you think that's something that you'd want to work on, too? Like maybe to kind of just give the option and just also to put out there that you are trying to, you know, work on your stuff. And it might maybe just encourage him passively to be like, you know what? Like, I don't want, I'm tired of being, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. Sick and tired. You know, I feel like when you try to make someone do something, they're not going to want to do it. We but just if they, talked about it last week. That's right. Niggas going to nig. <laughs> I'm glad this ain't the radio. Um, so if you want to get better and you want to encourage this person, I think what's going to encourage them is watching you get better because that's going to, like, I think when sometimes we see people around us start to do better, it's almost like a testimony to what how great you can be. So... Uh, that's just kind of my little take on that. You know, yeah, do a I little like simple that. slide in there. Like, hey, I know that you like to break the dishes on Wednesdays. I like to break them on Wednesdays too, oh but my God, I can't dude. afford no more dishes, so let's go painting <laughs> on Wednesdays instead. I'm tired of so, cleaning up on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because who's going to clean that shit up? Okay. And, so, you, and you know his triggers. Yeah. You know his life story, I'm sure, if you guys have bonded. So uh, be mindful too, because that's one thing. People with, like, depression and anxiety – get very defensive and can assume very quickly that they're being thrown away or that they're mm-hmm. a burden. So, you know, I'm not saying to to turn into an actor or the sugarcoat because you still have to be you and say how you feel, but just be mindful of the triggers too, yeah. you know, because he's obviously probably going to take it as you throwing him away. You know, I so I would say don't go into it like, because you're doing this and I can't, you know, just go into yeah. it like these are the things that I think would be so much better for us. You know what I mean? And, and come right. into us. it. Yeah, Let come into it with there. the we's and the us's. And mm-hmm. those are all very comforting feelings because it lets the person know this isn't about me trying to throw you away. But this is about me trying to make sure that we get better. That's mm-hmm. right. And that if you approach it that you, way, you, make me you change better. someone's life. <laughs> you make me you make me better. <laughs> so we hope that helps. Yes. Thank you so much for writing into the friend zone. Yeah, that was a really real question. Yeah, it was. But I like I really dig your optimism and your writing in that email. I honestly me too. I, I hate to me give too. this award out, but this that was favorite email. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Like it was worded I great. Love the, writing. The, uh, the writing was amazing. So I hope a they girl were, group. Oh, yo. That was hilarious. And it made <laughs> it made what could have been really uncomfortable, like more right. it made it comfortable. Mm-hmm. So you know what you're doing. Actually, I need you to email me because I'm going to have you like, break some down you. for some people. Right. You need to go on YouTube. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And create some, some lighthearted videos on anxiety. Do we have any uh, church announcements? Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, at the very I end. I don't have any. At the very end since no, it's Thanksgiving. No, Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> be, well let's uh, go around and say something we're thankful for. Should we do that? Is oh, that corny? Yeah, oh, that's yes. cute. I don't want to start. I want to go last. Okay, I'll start. I am thankful for... Mm, I'm thankful for my family. Mm. I am. Yes. I'm thankful for my family, and specifically speaking, 
um, my sister and my brother and my aunts. I'm mm-hmm. thankful for them. Yeah. Because in times where where it has been very difficult for me, they have made it easy. Aww. And we can just sum it up like that. And so I, I'm so grateful. I love my siblings more than I love myself. Oh. And they and I mean like for yeah. real, for real. That's like so, I, love, I can't even imagine. What I, that feels I, I like. love my brother and my sister more than anything. And yeah. my sister is the oldest and I'm the youngest and I feel like I am I am here to like look out for her. Mm. I do. I care about her. I care about my brother and I'm I'm thankful that they're both willing to be like not just my sibling but like my friend. Yeah. They enjoy me. Yeah. And they don't have to do that. Y'all do have a, a good ass time. They that don't have so they don't they don't, they don't they don't have to do that. I know that they don't have to do that. And there's a lot of things about me that they could choose to be turned off by, you know, and they don't. Yeah. They're not afraid to be honest with me, any of that. And so because I, I study people and I, I've had the experiences I've had thus far, I'm able to discern, like, that their behavior is not out of, it's not obligatory. They're doing that because they want to. Because yeah. you can feel the authenticity. And I'm just, I'm very grateful for that. I am. And that, and they keep me going. So I'm grateful for them. Shout out to my brother and my sister and shout out to my Aunt Phyllis and my Aunt Robin, especially um, all my aunts. But those two, especially just for being who they are. That's it. I felt it in my little black heart. (laughs) Your black heart. (laughs) Asante. Black hearts matter. I said I was going last. Oh, you're going last. Um, What am I thankful for? So many things. So many things. Um. But, of course, I'm going to have to dedicate this segment to my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. I know you're listening, little lady. Um, I'm so thankful for all the sacrifices that my mom made. Um, I'm thankful that she has always had my back. And no matter how many times I've changed my mind on what I want to do, she always thinks I'm the best. She always... I see how she beams when she speaks about me, which is like such an honor that she feels that passionately about me, you know, and it's so humbling. And I am so thankful that, like I've said before, I'm so thankful that we have raised each other so well. You know, it was a rocky start, (laughs) but, (laughs) but we got it together. We're learning. We're such best friends. And I'm so excited for this new chapter and that you are ballsy enough to just be like, I'm out, <laughs> you know, cause I, yeah, I was sad, mom. but now like I, I, I get it, you know, you're human and you have a world to change because you definitely changed mine. And I'm excited for the new people that are going to be blessed with your presence, yes. Yes. you know? And, um, I'm just thankful too, just for this whole brand that, you know, that has come to my life. I'm so thankful for Hey Friend. Hey, I'm so thankful for the friend zone because it was so scary for me to join it. You know, I was nervous when you guys were like, Fran, would you do a podcast? <laughs> I was like, what? I Your fan you base were. is going to hate me. Uh, <laughs> and, I know you they were. love you. Right, they're going to be like, who is this chick? You know, and I was, I remember thinking, no, I, I was talking about it with my friend Shameless Maya, who we always call each other to be like, girl, should I do this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I can't do this. You know, they're going to they're not going to understand me. And she was like, so what? That's great. 
you know, do it. And she really pushed me. She was like, it's you're so uncomfortable and you're so fearful of it that that means you have to do it. And you know what? I'm glad you said that. That actually just resonated with something because y'all know that family episode. I was not really here for it. I was not trying to have it. <laughs> right. But because it was so uncomfortable for me, it was very important. And it, it opened the door, especially for my mom. You know, I told you. Um, I'm not sure if I told you, but, like, my mom, we talked after, uh, and she kind of, like, gave me her blessing. She was like, you know, you're your own person. You have your life experiences, and I understand, you know, what roles I might have played in that, and I don't ever want you to hold yourself back because of how you think I'm going to feel. Like, you know, you have to express yourself and be yourself. Uh, and that was such a freeing moment, and right. it was all thanks to the friend zone, which brings me to what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the experience, not just the friend zone, not just the things that I experienced, but just how people are with each other. Like, the, like it is so real that you affect how you think and what happens. Because it's so easy to fall into these negative thoughts and just think that life is so hard, woe is me. But we forget about all of the great things that are around us. Like, we've had all these great laughs with people. We've been all these great places. You know what I'm saying? We've been blessed to do all of these great things. So this experience is so amazing. It's so amazing to sit up here with you guys and to talk and just give perspective for other people to hear and everybody responds to the show and email and just receive what we're given. Like, it's so great. Like it just reaffirms that we're doing some of the right things and y'all are doing the right things by listening to us. Cause we right. want to make sure we're giving you guys the tools to really succeed because we want to succeed and we want you to succeed and help other people succeed. And it's such a awesome giving just experience. And I, just, I love that. Right. Oh my God. It's so amazing. I love, yeah. I love the fact that this show connected. I'm not going to be long winded either. Go ahead. But I love the fact that the show connected because we, it's, I was just thinking about that based on what you said, friend, like when we were conceptualizing this show, you know what I'm saying? We didn't just want to get on here and talk shit and make yeah. people laugh. Because it's easy to Dustin do that. specifically so said, he's like, I want it to count. Like, I don't want us to just be up there talking about nothing. Like, I want everything we say to, like, matter. And that's... I felt like we would be more motivated, too, when times when you don't... Because no matter what it is, you have times when your energy is off and you may not necessarily be in the mood. Yeah. But I, I thought that... I thought that our purpose... I thought that if what we did was purpose-driven work... We will always be motivated to get it done. Yep. Nice. And Absolutely. I wanted it to count, like Asante Absolutely. said. And so just the fact that that has resonated with the amount of people that it has thus far and it's growing, the fact that, that we're getting more and more people that want to be better or want to be as good as they can, but 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 from a realistic perspective, right. that's the most gratuitous feeling in the world. Like, And so that, for me, I'm so thankful for. Like, yeah, and it's beautiful to create a platform that's based on living as opposed to talking about other people right. who are living. Yes, yes. You know, right. which I think is so common on the internet. If you can't figure out how to be helpful, then most people just trash everyone else. Yeah. But we wanted to create a platform where people can genuinely look inwards, even if they are listening to us on the internet. Right. We're hoping that it's helping you look inwards so that you could live, as Oprah would say, your best That's right. life. That's right. That's right. You, you might could... even hear the N-word. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> niggas gonna need it. <laughs> but we love you and most importantly, we're thankful for all of your kind and supportive and inspiring yes. words. Man, there's nothing like going on the friend zone Twitter. Oh my gosh. When I'm having a long day, I literally just log on and read the, the comments and the tweets and yep. I'm like, I love this oh yeah. by the way um well by the time y'all hear this it'll be last week so i was i did the soul glow project i wanted to shout them out thank you ladies so much for that opportunity it was great um 
Thank you to people that came that listened to the podcast. Oh, wow. I got to meet some people that listen to, listen so to the cool. show. It was really, really awesome. So yeah. thank you. Shout out to y'all for being there. I, I really, like, did not expect that. So <laughs> I'm always, like, shocked when people, like, support us. It was like, fun meeting us. you guys, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's always a great feeling. So, you know, by you guys supporting the show, it just makes us want to do more for you guys. So... Just we know love you. we love you guys. Yes. Tune Enjoy in every week. Happy Thanksgiving. Don't forget Happy to put celery seed in a potato salad. <laughs> damn it. Eat a lot. Enjoy a lot. dressing, not stuffing. And nutmeg in the candy yams. Damn it. <laughs> we love you guys. Protect your magic. Bye. Bye.